0: An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944.
1: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff.
0: That is right, you are listening to conservative, not bitter talk, and yes, I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash ToddHuffShow for those that want to watch the program live or on demand, so long as Facebook, there's my thumbs up to you on Facebook, as long as Facebook allows us to do that, good to... Be back. Hope you had a great weekend. As I mentioned, Friday, everything, everything is political and I want to play uh, some sound bites. We have Mike Pence out there making some appearances on television, trying to quell the fears um, of coronavirus. We've got the Democratic Party primary that happened over the weekend as well. We've got Trump at a rally rally in south carolina on what was it friday friday yeah the day before the day before the nomination or excuse me the the south carolina primary we've got uh boot edge edge pete boot edge edge and tom steyer dropping out of dropping out of the presidential race we've got that to talk about by the way, I have to say this. This I I can't play this over the air because it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it the, the audio is not a high enough quality. But I saw Tom Steyer, Tom Steyer at a rally in South Carolina before. I think it was before. Heck, it might have been the day of the primary. I don't know. He's up on stage. He and I, I, have, I don't know if he, it, it's his wife. I don't know. There's a, another female on stage. There's actually a couple of females on stage. This is from a tweet from a guy named Ryan Brooks. Uh, <laughs> and the tweet is um, Steyer on stage dancing. I don't. If you want to call this dancing, I I I don't know what in the world is going on here. But Tom Steyer is on stage dancing to. I'm going to give you the edited name of the song. Back that thing up (laughs) on stage in the South Carolina uh, at in South Carolina the day of the primary. Heck, I don't know. But um, I mean, it's i don't even know what to say to this it's it's something i wish in fact i'll show it on i'll share it on facebook but i can't play it over the air because you can't you just can't get a I, there's no words that can paint the mental picture that i need to that i need to paint here for you to capture uh a glimpse in your mind as to what's going on but styer's out of the the race so is pete boot edge edge all kinds of fallout from that um, Democrats are scared, still, understandably so. Even even though Sanders, who did finish second, there was some reports early that some polls had him finishing third. But Sanders finished second in South Carolina, also picking up some delegates. But he only has a seven or eight delegate lead. That's another thing that confuses me. Why can't they figure this out? I've seen two counts. I've seen, I've seen the nutty professor Bernie Sanders. Up 58 to 50, and I've seen it 57 to 51. I don't know. There's a pretty clear criteria on how you assign delegates. Apparently, they can't do that. Add that to the list of things. Uh, Why there's a Democrat Party in crisis. What are we on? Day number 28, I believe. Heck, day number 29, possibly here. Anyway, um, where to start with all that? I want to start... I want to start with Pence on Jake Tapper. Pence is sitting there on State of the Union with Jake Tapper on CNN, and they're talking about coronavirus. They're talking about the rhetoric of coronavirus. <clears throat> I want you to hear this exchange because, look, everything is political, as we have talked about last week, as we've talked about on this program for quite some time, everything that And our world is now political, what you eat, what you drink, what you drive, what your favorite team is. You know, the national anthem is now uh, political. I mean, on down the list. Now it's coronavirus. Again, you cannot get it from drinking a corona beer, um, (laughs) even though 38% of Americans apparently think so or think it's funny to tell the pollster that they think so. But everything's political including this uh, coronavirus so i want you to hear this exchange about tapper talking with pence on some of the rhetoric coming not from necessarily president trump but from president trump's son donald trump jr so let's listen to this exchange and talk about where we are politics and coronavirus today
1: i do want to ask you a, a political question about this even though it's i see it primarily as a health issue There's been a lot of unfortunate rhetoric on the left and on the right about the coronavirus. I want you to take a listen to something that the president's son, Don Jr., said about Democrats and the coronavirus uh, just on Friday. Anything that they can use to try to hurt Trump, they will. For them to try to take a pandemic and seemingly hope that it comes here and kills millions of people so that they could end Donald Trump's streak of winning is a new level of sickness. Can we agree that neither Democrats nor Republicans want Americans to get the coronavirus and die from it? I mean, that does seem like a it seems like very extreme rhetoric. I don't expect you to criticize the president's son, but you don't think that Democrats want people to contract this disease, do you?
2: Well, I think what the president said earlier this week and his charge to me is to remind the American people that the risk is low, to assure the American people that we're ready. But also to say, as the president said, this is no time for politics. And frankly, uh, I think that was Don Jr.'s point, that there has been some very strong rhetoric directed at the president by some members of Congress and You
1: don't think that was a strong rhetoric? Well... He th- said seemingly Democrats want but, millions of Americans to die of coronavirus.
2: But responding to the kind of uh, things that have been hurled, Is is understandable, but what the president's charged us to do, in my conversations with Speaker Pelosi, with Senator Schumer, my conversations with Republican and Democrat governors, is to set the politics aside on this and to work the problem. and And I want to assure your viewers that's exactly what we're doing. And with with the exception of um, some some barbs being thrown by some of the predictable voices in the public debate on. On the on the left, the usual shots the president will take, and that I, I've heard some, I, I've some from really the right heard, also
1: with respect, sir. I've heard some not from you, but I've well, heard some from the right.
2: Well, look, I, I what I'm telling you is that um, this is really a time for us
0: to come together. He goes on to say, he goes on to say uh, to cite the New York Times piece. It's it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me how we have this you know here's tapper and i get it tapper's cnn tapper's you know one of the the folks who is uh, in charge of the mouthpiece for the left he is part of the pr machine that is the democrat party that finds itself ensconced uh, at cnn nbc abc fill in the blank of your favorite or your least favorite uh, cable news outlet network news what have you but he wants to say Don, uh, Donald Trump Jr. is out there saying things, saying that the Democrats are cheering and hoping for, at least some, according to Donald Trump Jr., cheering for this to be the case. And, you know, he wants Mike Pence to, I guess, uh, just come out and say that it's only the political right who are saying things that are political talking about the politics, so to speak, of of coronavirus. It's interesting that when Pence brings up the op-ed in the New York Times, the New York Times, right, We're suppo- this is supposed to be the pinnacle of news. Now, I know, you and I know that that's not been the case for who knows how long, decades. But nonetheless, this is still a supposedly respectable news outlet publishing an op-ed that says we should call the coronavirus Trump virus. And Trump, or excuse me, Pence mentions that in this interview. I didn't have that part of the clip. And Tapper's like, well, you know, that's, he kind of blows it off. Why why in the world do we have to, every Republican, defend everything every single Republican says? Meanwhile, when the Republican is criticizing things like this article, you don't want to accept that as part of the basis in, Uh, reality that the left is looking to politically get an advantage here. And I think that that's that's kind of where we are. Trump, of course, at the rally on Friday said that this is a democratic hoax. The media, or at least some in the media, some in the media have said, hey, this is not Trump. It's amazing because normally the storyline would be Trump says coronavirus is a hoax. And let me be clear some have clearly stated that. Some have said that Trump is now calling coronavirus a hoax. Trump did not call coronavirus a hoax. Trump called the Democrat attacks on his administration for the way that they've, his administration has handled or maybe not handled as they would describe this coronavirus appropriately. They've said that, you know, Trump says that that attack, those assaults, those depictions of the way his administration has responded is in fact a hoax. He says they constantly want to malign my administration. They want to lie or distort the truth. It started with Russia, Russia, Russia. It moves on to the Mueller report, which of course is an extension of Russia, Russia, Russia. It moves into Ukrainian interference with elections which again is an extension of russia 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 it's russia 2.0 in the minds of the radical left and trump says it's one hoax after another it's one strategy after another well one continuing strategy one tactic after another that changes depending upon the political winds of the day and trump says it's a hoax my administration's on top of this and when you have a group of people, and I'm going to play this. Now, this is not related to. Um, this is not related. Sorry, I clicked the wrong link there. Specifically to coronavirus, but I want you to hear this. This is this goes back a couple of couple of years, back to June of 2018. This is on Bill Maher's show. Now. He's talking about the economy, but it's this sort of mentality or this sort of oh I guess cheering for things to go wrong that leads people to say things like what Don Trump Jr. said, which is they're cheering for a failure of the Trump administration, even if it maybe they're not directly cheering for the loss of lives. But many want there to be a political reason for people not to choose Trump. Maybe they're cheering for the economy, or the, you know, the, the, the markets to go down. Maybe they they want that, and they think it's a cost that's worth bearing. Here, as people panic and so forth around coronavirus. But listen to what Mars says. This is a couple of years ago now on his program about hopes for a recession.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous
3: to me. Can I ask about the economy? Because this economy is going pretty well. We have to... What? You're, why, why is that funny? Hey, it is going well for now. For now, right. That's my <laughs> Thank you. That's my question. <laughs> is, like, the, I feel like the bottom has to fall out at some point. And by the way, I'm hoping for it. Because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. Mm-hmm. So please, bring on the recession. Yeah. Sorry if that hurts people. But it's either root for a recession or you lose your democracy. Trump, gonna... Trump is doing everything you
0: can... So, now, that does not mean, let me be very clear, I'm not accusing Marr of, by saying this, that he's rooting for coronavirus to spread. But I am saying that people are rooting for things to go poorly in the United States in uh, with respect to the Trump's uh, administration's handling of whatever. They want things to go poorly so that they can, as they put it, save our democracy – which is just nonsensical drivel. Uh, anyway, so this is where this and the politicization uh, of everything makes us reach the point at which we now begin to see at least exchange of jabs over the coronavirus. And some folks, raising the question anyway, raising the question, what exactly are some some on the radical level? Now, this is not most people, but what are they... You know the radical left strategists. What are they really hoping for? That's where these questions come from. That's that's the whole, that's the point here. That's the point, and that's I think what uh, causes Donald Trump Jr. To, to make those accusations or make those statements is to say, well, they're cheering for bad things to happen in other other parts of our economy or administration. What makes it this particular issue uh, immune? That's why Jake Tapper acts a little bit dismayed that people would would raise these questions i'm simply pointing out that this is this is kind of why that on on top of what they've what some have said the degree of panic that has ensued and there's what there's just dozens of cases of course this could spread anyway some things to say about coronavirus as well specifically the the disease but the politics of this um is not going away anytime soon. I've got to take a break. You're listening to the Home of Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, And I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. So, I mean, the idea that they're not criticizing Trump for this, to some degree, I mean, is uh, is just not, not true, not accurate, not being genuine. We can play this exchange, Jake Tapper on CNN's, or excuse me, uh, Joe Biden on Jake Tapper's State of the Union, I guess, is the name of this program on CNN being interviewed here about, well, coronavirus. I want you to hear what he has to say about this. This is – it's undeniable that they're at least trying to say here that this is a problem. They're talking about Trump's cuts to – Uh, to, to the CDC's budget, which, look, I understand that more money in general means that a department can do more things. But folks, we have the amount of waste that we have. The idea, the idea that if we didn't get $1 more to something like the CDC, that that means lives are on the line. Meanwhile, we're out testing things like how quickly a shrimp can run on a treadmill? You've seen these sorts of things, right? I mean, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that that we do in this country. This is what, by the, by the way, this is what it means. Well, unfortunately, with government involved, this is what it looks like when you have such a prosperous country that you can actually watch studies. You can Google this stuff, and you can see a shrimp running on a treadmill, and so that's somehow going to change life as we know it for the average American, anyway. But cutting budgets doesn't mean you're necessarily harming the agency uh, whose budget you've cut. It could be the agency's out of control, and quite candidly, that's what we've got. We've got agencies across the board that waste money like, you know, they, they they spend it like it's water. Anyway, this is Biden talking with. Jake Tapper, I want you to hear this, this conversation, about a minute of it, back and forth. Biden's asking, what in God's name is Trump talking about? I want you to hear this exchange.
1: I'm curious as to your take on the administration's response to the coronavirus crisis. We just learned of the first American death from the disease yesterday. What, if anything, do you think you would be doing differently if you were president right now?
3: I know what I would have done differently, what we did in the Ebola crisis. You know, the use, the, the, I heard vice President say they set up an office in the White House. We had an office in the White House. We, after, the, after the, 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 us de- dealing with a pandemic that could have been incredibly dangerous and, a, a, and affected the world, Ebola, we set up an entire mechanism of how to deal with future outbreaks. Of, of 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 pandemic diseases they eliminated that office when they came in play they cut the funding for cdc they did not in fact want even want to keep the they tried to cut the funding at, at uh, you know in terms of hhs and so what look here we knew this was coming we knew this was coming back as far as january they didn't even begin to prepare the testing kits I mean, th- this is something that's, that's kind of elementary. We talked about testing kits. We're now going to get them. Well, I'm, I, look, I, I don't want to talk down the possibility of us being able to do this well. But, you know, the idea that Donald Trump said just several days ago this was a Democratic hoax, what in God's name is he talking about? What in God's name is he talking about? Has he no shame? We're in a situation where, and I, I, I respect uh, Vice President Pence, and his him being put in charge, but we should be hearing from the scientist. He mentions Fauci. Fauci's been there since um, since Bush. We all through presidents. We listened to him. He was a
0: spokesperson. He was out in front. Okay, you get the idea, blah blah blah. It's ironic because the things that Trump is criticizing as a hoax are really the things that Biden is espousing here. Right? What does it? Ma- what difference does it make, by the way? Where someone's office is? I mean, how many of you listening to my voice today, have ever heard of a little thing called telecommuting? Have you ever heard of anything like, say, the internet, right? I mean, there's people that can work remotely. I mean for any anywhere in the world in many instances. Now there's examples of things you have to be on site for. Right, I'm not saying that there's not, but what the heck difference does it make if there's a physical office in the White House or not? I, I mean the other thing the other question I have is are are they admitting that we already have socialized medicine? I understand and it is. It is the job of the, the federal government to a degree, um, to to look after the safety of, of citizens and when there is possible epidemic, pandemic Spread of you know something something like this potentially, it is the job of the government to do is uh, to to protect citizens from this becoming a widespread uh, event, right? That is that is their job. But um, isn't it also the job of healthcare providers, without the direction of the government, to properly treat and care for its patients? and to prevent i mean we've had examples even here recently where people in uh, my family went to uh, you know to th- the doctor and they were tested for the flu virus i don't think i don't think the cdc was necessarily involved there that was actually between the healthcare provider and and us by the way, and where does he get away comparing Ebola? Yeah, the, the left, this is the, one of the things that I, I find highly entertaining about the left. They, they have saved us. Remember Obama back in 2008 tried to convince people and successfully persuaded some people to believe this, I might add. They saved us from a depression, economically speaking. Oh, you think it was bad? You think it was bad, the 2008 recession? Just imagine – what it would have been had President Barack Obama not stepped in and spent however many bazillions of dollars to save the American economy, to, to save GM, right? In fact, even four years later, they were campaigning on this notion that Osama died, Osama bin Laden, and GM is alive. That was a thing that they said. They save us from all of these these mystical things that never happen i mean by that logic and rhetoric trump saved us from a depression i mean you could go on ad infinitum with this i mean you save people every second of every day from anything that didn't that didn't strike and my question here is where does he compare get off comparing ebola to the coronavirus you know how ebola spreads i'm looking here right now Ebola. Uh, this is on Wikipedia, but I've seen this elsewhere too. CDC um, mentioned. I'll go to the CDC website. Virus spreads. This is Ebola through blood or body fluids. I'm not going to go through all those on the air today. Objects contaminated with body fluids from a person who is sick or has died from Ebola. Infected fruit bats uh, or non human primates, and well, just other body fluids here. I'm not going to get into all this, but comparing that to how coronaviruses spread, coronaviruses spread by sneezing and coughing. So, how do you compare? Again, they saved us from something that didn't happen, they saved ourselves, they, they, they saved the American people. From a crisis that, you know, had a not a great chance of spreading. It's a different, different animal. Different animal altogether. By the way, I looked really quickly, I've got to take a break. Oz has told me a couple times here, but I've looked a couple of times at some of these numbers. I was looking in in a couple of these Chinese provinces where China's the the epicenter of this, right? And I'm not, please don't misunderstand, I'm not minimizing this needs to be. We, we shouldn't just blow this off or something like this, but I was looking at the numbers, and it was 99.99813% of the people in one of the Chinese provinces that didn't even contract the, the virus. Again, not blowing it off, not saying that you want this, not saying that we shouldn't take steps to prevent it. We have dozens of cases. There's 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 cases popping up in, in multiple states. I've seen Florida, Washington State, Oregon, Rhode Island, I believe, California, Chicago, which is in the state of Illinois. But anyway, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be things that are done. I'm saying that sometimes we lose a degree of perspective here. And when you look at look at through the proper look at this through the proper perspective, and you start looking at how people are saying things, like Biden said, there criticizing Trump's response when we don't even know at this particular point really much of anything there's either panic or people completely ignoring this and the market that's really right now the biggest impact has been is 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 the 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 fear and the panic anyway long in this segment had to take a break you're listening to the home of conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back in just a minute An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. So, I would be remiss if I didn't play this particular clip with Trump at the rally on Friday night in South Carolina before – I love how he does this, by the way. The day before the primary or the caucus, whatever the case may be, he has a rally. He's going to have trouble doing this in the 14 – well, 13 states plus plus the American Territory. Um, U.S. territory, the American Samoa, which is one of the places that has a primary on Super Tuesday. But Trump does this. In fact, this, by the way, this is what scared Chris Hayes of MSNBC. Trump is trying to intimidate people is what he said. So terrifying. Trump's across the street at a rally. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do about this? So Trump Trump says this and this is of course what I guess started the whole I don't want to say started it because what started it was the fact that the some on the left want to politicize a, crime, a health crisis or potential health crisis New York Times talking about coronavirus being called Trump virus blah 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 all this kind of stuff So I want you to hear Trump Trump on stage here Friday night, the day before the South Carolina primary, criticizing the left, saying that the way that they're handling this, his response is another hoax, another example of how they are trying to deceive the American people of what's really going on in the Trump administration and in their government under the leadership of Donald J. Trump. Here it is.
4: Now the Democrats are politicizing the Coronavirus. You know that, right? <laughs> Coronavirus. They're politicizing it. We did one of the great jobs. You say, House President Drew- Trump doing? They go, oh, not good, not good. <laughs> they have no clue. They don't have any clue. They can't even count their votes in Iowa. They can't even count. <laughs> no, they can't. And this is their new hoax. But, you know, we did something that's been pretty amazing. We're 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early, we went early, we could have had a lot more than that. We will do everything in our power to keep the infection and those carrying the infection from entering our country. We have no choice. Whether it's the virus that we're talking about or many other public health threats, the Democrat policy of open borders is a direct threat to the health and well-being of all Americans. Now, you see it with the coronavirus. You see it. I also created a White House virus task force. It's a big thing, a virus task force. I requested $2.5 billion to ensure we have the resources we need. And so far, we have lost nobody to coronavirus in the United States. Nobody. And it doesn't mean we won't, and we are totally prepared. It doesn't mean we won't. But think of it. You hear thirty-five and 40,000 people, and we've lost nobody. And you wonder, the press is in hysteria mode.
0: The press is in hysteria mode. And Trump is, uh, since then, since then there have been uh, two, I believe, I think I've seen two, Fatalities from coronavirus. But this is the sort of rhetoric that upsets people. This is the kind of stuff that they find absolutely dangerous, as Joe Biden said. That, by the way, uh, that montage of clips was put together by the Chicago Tribune. Chicago Tribune. But anyway, this is all, this whole process of, I guess, everything being politicized in this in this nation today, everything, what you drink, eat, wear, think, watch on TV, whether you like the national anthem, on and on this stuff goes. I've got to take a break. When we get back, I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about the state of the Democratic primary. We've had the fourth primary contest, primary or caucus over over the weekend on Saturday. Biden wins that big, bigly, as Trump would say. And now we're going to see what happens uh, in the aftermath of that. Super Tuesday is tomorrow. I want to kind of lay some, I guess, expectations or kind of set that up so that we understand what's happening here, Uh, the state's in play, the amount of delegates in play, this whole broker convention talk, people who've dropped out. Talk about those things when we return, but I've got to take a time out. You are listening to conservative, not better talk. We're listening can in fact cause you. To lean to the right. So be careful this morning as you're operating your vehicle or other heavy machinery on the worksite. Know that listening can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. Be back here in just a minute. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. So, I want to talk a little bit about the state of the Democrat Party right now. We've got Pete Boot Edge Edge dropping out of the presidential race. We've got Tom Steyer up on stage da- dancing to, well, the edited version, back that thing up. <laughs> I tell you, I, I wish I could show you this over there. I, I wish there was a way. But I posted it on Facebook fantastic stuff he's up there i guess it's his wife maybe his daughter i don't know who's up there with him two two women um who arguably are dancing more it looks like a saturday night live skit it's a saturday night live skit that doesn't need any actors they just need to play this total totally ridiculous um but that's what's happening that's what happened um, leading up to or the night of the primary whatever But those two folks, Tom Steyer and Pete Boot-Edge-Edge, are out. So now now the question becomes, is it too little too late? Can the Democrat establishment get behind a candidate now? Does this help us find a – not us, but does this help them find a way to stop Bernie through simple votes versus – a brokered convention. It doesn't appear that that's the case. It doesn't appear that that's the case. In fact, I think I saw, I think I saw that the betting odds. Not that the betting odds tell us everything, but I have to say, and I don't necessarily endorse voting on this st- or betting on these things. It's not what I'm trying to say. What I am saying, is that generally when people put their money up, um, that's. That's a, that's a typically a more thought out position than if they just off the cuff in a survey tell you who they think is going to win or whatever the case may be. But 13 out of the 14 states and territories that are having that are a part of super Tuesday tomorrow, this is tomorrow. This is a third of the Democrat delegates are up for, up for grabs tomorrow. And the betting odds are that Bernie Sanders wins 13 of those 14 states. Now, winning isn't necessarily enough. It depends on how much you win by. It depends on how many other candidates reach the threshold of 15%. Because if if you win a state, all that matters here are delegates. And I'm telling you right now, there's there's 27 different counts. I'm I'm using hyperbole there's two or three different counts as to what the the delegate counts are right now some of them has some has it at 50 uh, 58 to 50 for bernie some has it 57 51 for bernie over biden some of it i saw 57 53 for bernie i saw that yesterday doesn't surprise me that they can't co- they, they can't count delegates they can't count votes Delegates at least require uh, some of Bernie's math that takes him a couple of hours. This might take Bernie half a day to calculate. I don't know. Maybe it takes weeks from what we've seen. Another reason why the radical left should not be in charge of anything related to spending, money, taxes. They they, They think that everything is some sophisticated calculation. Explaining why there's so many different counts here. But anyway, it's a total debacle. But a couple things to, to keep in mind. Number one, Number one, we haven't even reached 10% of the delegates so far that have been declared. We haven't even reached anywhere near that. We're more in the neighborhood of, I think, about 5%. A third of the delegates will be awarded after tomorrow's contest. Well, after they are able to add up the results from tomorrow's contest. So it's not just who wins, although that's important, I think, maybe psychologically for the headlines, for the, the the after parties. Maybe we'll see Bernie up there dancing to back that thing up. I don't know. I hope so. Man, I hope so. Saw so a clip of Bernie punching a punching bag that entertained me. It came back and whopped him in the face. Anyway, this whole... Uh, this whole process here is far from being determined. There's a lot of factors, and I'll go into them. I just don't have time here before this break. Look at next hour, looking at how these delegates are are awarded, what happens now with Pete Buttigieg and with uh, Tom Steyer out of the race. Does this allow Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar now to actually start gaining delegates? Does this give joe biden more people that are going to be voting for him since boot judges out who knows we'll talk about those things and how that could affect this this race but i have to take a time out you're listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back in just a minute an underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business but what if the solution isn't finding the right people but is helping your people become the right people My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at SalesArbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back, and we'll talk next hour about the state of the Democratic primary. I'm actually watching here between, between the segments. Uh, Fox and Friends has a group of four um, African-American voters on stage who are voting for Trump in 2020. Brave, given, given the pushback and hatred that some black Trump supporters have faced. Now, all Trump supporters face hatred somewhere. These are brave, brave individuals coming out and telling us why they're voting voting for Trump. This is a problem. Heck, Tim Scott, senator from the state of South Carolina, says he expects to see Trump's uh, Trump reaching around 15 percent, getting 15 percent of the black vote, which would be um, much higher than it has been in recent history. So anyway, we'll talk about Democratic primary, the state of things when we get back next hour. SDG, thanks for listening. See you in a few. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944.